Hey, everybody, and welcome to How I Built Bits, a clip show that surfaces some of the best advice from nearly 300 interviews of How I Built It in 15 minutes or less. The clock's ticking, so let's dive into this clip from Troy Dean on taking your students from zero to win. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Sensei. The original solution for creating and selling online courses with WordPress, Sensei is back and better than ever. As a course creator, Sensei gives you complete ownership of your content and the freedom to customize as much as you need. Sensei has vastly improved the course creation experience, adding a customizable distraction-free mode, video and lesson progression, powerful reporting, and a full set of interactive content blocks. Those blocks, like the questions block, can be added to any page or post, not just the lessons. Sensei's goal is to make it effortless for course creators to develop personalized instruction for learners. While Sensei is totally free to start, you can save 20% on Sensei Pro, which allows you to charge for courses, drip out content, create quizzes, and much more. Just go to howibuilt.it slash sensei to have the discount automatically applied. That's howibuilt.it slash sensei to get 20% off Sensei Pro. I remember at WordCamp US that you uh, said that you take a a zero to win approach. uh, And I'd love for you to explain that to our listeners. Sure. So uh, let me let me just touch on the tech first because it's actually quite simple. We started off the membership website. We started off using Optimize Press uh, because you know that was kind of the easiest thing to or the quickest thing to kind of get up and about. After uh, a couple of after about six months, we refactored that and we started. We were using Wishlist Member for about a year and a half. And then when we shut, and it's good. I mean, you know, the code's obfuscated, which is a pain in the ass. But the the, the kind of the you know Wishlist Member does what it does, and it does it pretty well. Uh, it's not perfect, but nothing is. So then when we shut it down and we turned it into a course, we found we were kind of about to custom build something. And we just before we pulled the trigger on that, we found this solution called Social Learner for LearnDash. And it's by uh, some guys out of Chicago called Buddy Boss. They basically make premium themes for, for uh, BuddyPress. And Social Learner for LearnDash is this great solution, which is a series of themes and plugins that integrates BuddyPress with LearnDash. And so essentially, your online course becomes a classroom because there's all this social sharing stuff that goes on when you unlock badges and when you unlock certificates and there's a, a like a Facebook style wall in the dashboard. So we found that and we were like, this is amazing. This is exactly the platform we want to use. So that's our choice. We've customized it quite a bit. We've built some onboarding wizards. We've built some leaderboards. We've built a members map and some whole, a whole bunch of other things that we've customized. But that's the core of our course websites now at WP Elevation and Rockstar Empires. Everything we do now is built on the social learner for LearnDash solution. Definitely, definitely worth checking out. My advice to someone who's starting out and doesn't know tech is is actually not a WordPress solution. If they want to get a course up and running and you don't want to, you know, have any problems with the tech, my advice is to go use teachable.com because those guys are doing an amazing job over there. But if you, you know, but if you know WordPress and you want full extensibility and you want to be able to customize it, then Social Learner for LearnDash is all open source, GPL, built on WordPress and it's awesome. So that's the tech side of it. The strategic side of it is the way that we build courses is and, and this is really it in a nutshell. If I've got information in my head that I know can help you, Joe, I say to myself, all right, 
the, the biggest challenge people have got is how do I get the information out of my head into a format that I can teach? And the way I approach it is this. I, I treat every one of our students as starting from scratch. So I want to build a course that, you know, if we're going to build a podcasting course, for example, I want to build a course in a way that if you've never even plugged the USB microphone into a computer, I want to be able to help you go from zero to win. And win, for, in this case, would be you've launched a podcast and you've got people listening to it on iTunes. That's a win, right? So what do I need to do to get you from zero to win? Now, what happens is some people come in and they're a little more advanced. And so I just say, look, if you already know this stuff, that's cool. You can just skip through the lesson, answer the quiz, and you're, you're up and about. But I want to make sure that you've got the fundamentals. So from zero to win, I say, okay, what are the six big milestones that you need to achieve to go from zero to having a successful podcast or, or launching a podcast. And the reason I, I say six is because we break our courses up into six weeks. So they're six week trip fed courses because six weeks feels valuable without being overwhelming, right? And also from, from a marketing point of view, we offer 30 day refunds on all of our courses. And so if you want to refund, I'm not going to give you the full six weeks. If you want to refund, then you bounce out of four weeks and you, you lose the last two modules. So, and four weeks is plenty of time to take us for a spin and you know know whether or not it's valuable. By the way, our refund rates are less than 1%. So we don't really have much of a problem with refunds. Yeah. So zero to win is like, these are the six big milestones you need, you need to achieve in order to go from zero to win. Now within each of those milestones, there are generally, I, I like to think of it as there are going to be six action steps you need to take to reach that milestone. So let's say, for example, in podcasting, let's say that, and I wouldn't do this, but let's say that module one is the tech. Let's say that module one is getting your studio set up, right? Again, I wouldn't do that, but let's say that that would be module one. For me, that would be like module five. But in this case, let's pretend it's module one. So we'd be like, well, you need to get a microphone set up. You know, you need to get some headphones. You need to get some software. You need to practice. You need to learn how to kind of edit. And you need to maybe learn how to, how to normalize your levels and then upload to, you know, Google Drive, for example, right? So they're the six steps you've got to take in order to get your studio set up. So the studio setup is the milestone. And then the six action steps are the lessons, right? So the studio is the module. And then the action steps are the lessons within each module. So I reckon we can take just about anyone who's got an idea in their head for a course and very quickly they can map out a course which is six weeks long and has six lessons within each week. So six modules, six lessons within each week. And a 36 lesson course, as I said, it feels valuable enough to be worth charging some money for without it being overwhelming that it's just going to be too hard. Gotcha. That's fantastic. Uh, and you mentioned that you have quizzes. How important are quizzes to the success of the course? Quizzes are crucial, man. And so here, here's the other metric that we we judge everything on our student completion rates. And this is where I think we differ. And I don't mean to sound you know uh, too arrogant, but I think this is where we differ from a lot of people selling courses. See, a lot of people that sell courses on the internet think, great, you've spent five hundred bucks on my course. Now I can go to the beach and and you know sip daiquiris by the pool. Well, I know that when you enroll in my course, that's when our work starts right? Because I have a responsibility to make you finish the course. Otherwise, <laughs> I feel like I'm ripping you off. And maybe that's just because I, you know, that's maybe just because I feel like I've enrolled in so many courses over the years that I haven't completed that I don't want our students to have that experience. So we have, we have um, at the moment, the, the cohort of students who enrolled in WP Elevation in October last year, right now as of today, 70% of those students have completed the course and printed their certificate. Now, those completion rates are unheard of in the online course space. Most courses struggle to get 10 to 15% completion rates. So quizzes are a huge part of this, right? Quizzes, badges, certificates are a huge part of dangling the carrot, and we take a more carrot, less stick approach, dangling the carrot to get people to 
complete the course. And quizzes are just a really simple way of saying, hey, have you paid attention? Can you basically repeat this back to me? Yeah. And so most of our quizzes are multiple choice. There's one answer, which is obviously the correct one. And the other ones are pretty silly. Um, so they're fun. You know, we try and make them fun and entertaining, but it actually forces the student to pay attention and say, yep, I've been paying attention and I can repeat this back to you. And so they learn it. They learn it more. It sinks in. Nice. Uh, so when I was teaching uh, in a classroom in front of students, I would always kind of downplay my quizzes and tests. Uh, Cause you know, like you said, uh, one was the right answer. And then there were a few silly ones. Uh, and one day, my students were like, that was way harder than you made it seem. Uh, so I thought, you know, maybe it's not as silly as I thought. Uh, it's funny <laughs> that you mentioned that, but that's awesome. So, And I, I think the other thing with quizzes, I think the other thing that's really important with online courses is they need to be entertaining, right? When you're in a classroom, you know, you've taught in classrooms. When you're in a classroom, you can see when students are, are getting bored or disengaged or they're, you know, falling asleep or they're on their phone or they're, you know, looking at sideways at their mates. When you're at home on the internet, there's distractions everywhere, right? The kettle's boiling. The, there's, a, there's a game show on the television. There's a picture of a cat on Facebook. There's a picture of a stoned cat snowboarding on YouTube. There's like so many distractions, right? So how do you keep them engaged on in your course? I believe you have a, a, a responsibility to your students to not make your course boring because if it's boring, they're just going to disengage. So our part of our our philosophy is the courses need to be entertaining, they need to be engaging, and the student needs to learn as well. All right, that's it for this bit. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe to How I Built It and join the mailing list to get more bite-sized advice for creators and small business owners. You can do both of those things at howibuilt.it slash subscribe. I'm Joe Casabona, and until next time, get out there and build something.